You're listening to Behind the Impact, the podcast that looks at how the most philanthropic companies on the planet are making impact, as told by the very changemakers that make it happen. Hello and welcome to episode number three of Behind the Impact. In this episode, Miriam Becca, Senior Manager of Social Impact at VMware, joins me to have a conversation about VMware's social impact efforts. Let's get into it. Miriam, welcome to Behind the Impact. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. Very excited to chat with you. I've been looking forward to this. I'm very excited to learn more about you and VMware. So to kick things off, I would love to learn more about your background and how you got into social impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So not to be overly corny, but this started for me at a a really young age. Um, I am a a U.S. citizen and I've spent about half my life here, but my family's originally from Algeria. And like many other countries in Africa, it's been overexploited. And as a result, Uh, The people there, including people in my own family, have not had access to the same opportunities and resources as I've had. And simply because my parents literally won a lottery to immigrate to the US. Um, And so that always seemed um, unfair to me. And so from a very young age, I've known I wanted to better understand why these disparities and inequities exist in the world and what I can do to contribute to help fixing them. And so um, today I I articulate my mission and purpose as contributing to a more just, equitable and humane world. And I'm specifically passionate about doing this through technology. Um, And I can speak a a little bit to that as well, where I, I I first saw, I I just believe in the exponential power of technology. And I first really saw this in action. I was living in Egypt and Syria during their respective uprisings in 2010 and 2011. And as many people know, social media was what allowed this kind of social movement to happen at an unprecedented level. And then at the same time, that same tool was being used for uh, spreading misinformation or for surveillance. And so um, after having had that experience and and I wrote some papers on it, um, I continued to do work in research and policy. And then I joined the Carter Center based out of Atlanta, um, which is the former center of uh, President Jimmy Carter and was leading their conflict resolution and human rights programs. And so the project that was particularly impactful for me there leveraged public data to do real-time mapping and analysis of the Syrian conflict. And we were partly funded and supported by several tech companies to kind of collect and analyze and visualize this data. And so that support just had an incredible impact on our work. We went from kind of using these shoddy spreadsheets and open source uh, analysis tools to having visualization that The Economist and the New York Times published and the UN could use for their mediation and dialogues. And so I just got really curious about you know, the incentives of these tech companies, like 
why were they investing in us? And you know, who was making these decisions? And why did they choose our, our project? And, um, and I was at a transitioning point in my career. So decided I specifically wanted to join a tech company. Um, I'm one thing about me, I'm driven a lot by curiosity. So um, decided to, you know, specifically join a technology company to better understand their social impact division, how these decisions were being made, like on the other side. Um, and I, I said that in air quotes, of like the other side being within the private sector um, and entities that just have a lot more power and resources. So I told everyone that I knew that this is what I was thinking about. I was doing applications and interviews for about a year. And then someone um, sent me a role that VMware had opening to join their social impact team um, and lead operations and analytics. And I applied, there was a super lengthy interview process with like a full analytics pro project I had to submit. Um, and then afterwards I was offered the position. That's amazing. Now, when you were doing that initial search, cause you wanted to get into tech, how long did that initial search take to find the role for VMware? So the, the full year. And I think okay. one of the things that's really tricky, cause I know a lot of uh, your audience are, are people in the space or looking to get into the space is that the nomenclature was all over the place. And so I had, um, I had word uh, alerts for corporate social responsibility, community engagement, social impact, foundation, the, the entire gamut. And so um, I think just being able to find the roles first was, was hard. And then there's the whole application process um, and getting into it. So, um, yeah, so it took about a year from when I made that decision to, to being hired at VMware. That's brilliant. So you use Google Alerts to basically surface any role that was in the social impact or even CSR space. Yeah, I was on Google, Indeed, LinkedIn, like all of them. All of them. All of them, yeah, all of the things. <laughs> Amazing. So now that's a great transition into VMware. So I would love to learn more about VMware's social impact efforts. I know VMware has a foundation, the VMware Foundation. So I'd love to learn more about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the VMware Foundation was started about 10 years ago. We just celebrated our, our 10 year anniversary um, last year. And interesting thing again with nomenclature is that we aren't kind of a traditional grant making foundation. We really sort of functioned as like a community engagement, social impact department of the organization. And we sat within the organization, we used to sit within human resources. So we weren't a separate nonprofit or foundation entity. We're really part of the business. And when we were founded 10 years ago, um, our leadership had the foresight and kind of the innovation and um, and quite frankly, the courage to not choose a specific focus or issue area. Um, they surveyed the employees to understand, you know, what should we focus on? And of course, tons of different answers came up from education to environment to homelessness, poverty, um, health, and so what they ended up doing, which was incredibly innovative, especially 10 years ago, is rooting all of our programs in a philosophy called citizen philanthropy, which is about 
engaging each person in their own individual social impact. And the idea behind that is that those bonds with folks directly with the nonprofits that they personally care most about will be far more sustainable than our company choosing a specific cause area and saying like, okay, now everyone has to focus on saving the turtles. And I use turtles specifically, they're a VMware mascot, so I love turtles. <laughs> um, but it just ended up being far more effective and sustainable and really resonated with our people and made this something that was deeply ingrained in every single part of our culture versus a kind of add-on um, add strategy or mission. That's so interesting because a lot of the companies that I talk to or people that I interview, a lot of times their social impact programs are very closely aligned with like the mission and values of the company. So it's like it's company driven versus like employee driven. So it's very interesting that VMware took the opposite approach of really focusing on the employees and what they actually care about and then built the program around that. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So at VMware, we actually see our employees as being one of our most important stakeholders and resources. And so how we can leverage their skills and times and talents um, is really core to who we are and, and to what our mission is as a company. Um, and what I'll say is that, you know, since then, more recently, especially over the last five years, we've built out a strategy around nonprofit digital transformation, which is actually all the work that I lead now. And that's focused on supporting nonprofits in their digital journeys. So essentially mirroring what VMware does for our customers with the nonprofit sector. And I, I love that work because, you know, we know that nonprofits deal with some of the most complex challenges in the world and they're usually really under-resourced when it comes to tech and their cooperations um, and that it's something that VMware is uniquely positioned to make an impact in. I, I kind of feel like we're staying in our lane um, in this way and really leveraging our strengths in, in a strategic way. How many employees does VMware have now? We're over 30,000. Over 30,000. Like 30, 35,000. It's a lot of employees. Yeah. So now, when it comes to what you're doing with citizen philanthropy and whatnot, how do you manage so many employees and all the different causes that they might care about? We have a really robust and innovative operation strategy. So like I said, when I came on, um, I did a lot of work around our operations and we've been very strategic around designing programs that can scale, be truly global, and, um, and also support, to your point, all of the causes that our, non that our people care about. And so there's, there's a few different ways that we do that. The, the first is just the pure operations and platforms that we use. So we partnered with an organization called Bright Funds. And a big part of the reason that we started working with them and um, you know, they were founded within the last 10 years and we were one of their first large corporate clients. And one thing that we really emphasized to them that was important to us is that we need to be able to provide matching gifts and donations to all nonprofits globally. And I think sometimes people hear them, they're like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But you don't really realize what kind of checks and balances and operations going into 
maintaining such a platform. So they have an integrated list with GuideStar that pulls from the IRS database to have all 501c3s in the US. They have the equivalent list for the UK, Canada, and I believe Australia. And then they work with two other vendors, Global Giving and CAFA, to have another database of over, I think now 300,000 nonprofits outside of the US. And on top of that, there's a vetting process. So if an employee wants to donate to a nonprofit that's not in the platform, they can submit, submit a vetting request form and have that organization added to the platform. And so it's, it's really robust operations that go into kind of maintaining such a platform. So that's the first part of just having, being able to automate our programs within a centralized technology platform that employees can use self-service. Um, and then the, the second is around the, the second and third, I would say is around the design of our program. So our programs are intended that employees need to take the initiative and really lead the engagement. So one of our flagship programs is called service learning, and that's 40 paid hours a year that employees have to serve uh, with their nonprofits of choice. And we intentionally call this service learning and not paid volunteering because we do believe that service is an opportunity to learn and grow as an individual. And we don't curate any of those. So it's really up to employees to find the organizations, find the activity, and then they submit it through the same portal for our teams to approve. Um, and a lot of our programs are designed in this way where they're employee-led and driven. And then the last part is um, a kind of platform and group that we call our global giving networks. Um, I've seen other peer companies call these ambassadors or champions. And uh, just like it might sound, they are uh, groups of employees that we almost see like extensions of our team. Um, and they're organized either geographically or by business unit to, to help spread the reach of our programs. And so we have them really all over the world from Bangalore to Costa Rica to Boston, and then also by business units. So we have one in IT, in legal, for worldwide sales operations, and they help kind of adapt the programs to the specific culture of that network. And how do you find those individuals? Do they reach out to you or do you kind of do your own research and kind of pluck people out of different departments and business units and whatnot? Yeah, so for the most part, they've reached out to us. And I think this is the beauty of the citizen philanthropy approach is that people really feel like they have ownership of that. And, and it's just become such an ingrained part of our culture at VMware that everyone wants to contribute, everyone wants to get involved in some way. And we have some people who want to serve as catalyst. And so we have people that have um, reached out just because they themselves are really passionate and want to spread that passion to other folks. And then we've also had some people reach out because it's been a leadership initiative. So they've said, you know, the VP of my business unit wants more of our people to be involved in service. How can you help us? And we usually work with that individual or their team to, to help them set up a giving network and, um, and encourage that engagement. What's the makeup of the VMware Foundation team? 
So we recently had a big change in uh, December. So we're speaking at a pretty timely moment. Uh, prior to that, the foundation team was a, a small but mighty team of five people. And we sat within human resources. And last December, VMware announced the, uh, the start of our office of ESG. So that's environmental social governance. And that office sits within the office of the CTO, so the chief technology officer. And so our team now leads social impact as a general umbrella. And there's about 15, pe 15 people on the social impact team. And we sit within the larger ESG team. And so um, we're focused on three main areas within social impact. The, the first is citizen philanthropy. So a lot of the work that, that I just described for you. The second is digital skills and some work we have around IT Academy, which is providing skills, digital skills to folks all over the world through academic institutions. And then the third is the work that I lead, which is centered around nonprofit digital transformation. And um, that work is um, rooted in kind of three main pillars of how we holistically support the nonprofit sector. So the first is around how we can leverage VMware talent and VMware people to become trusted partners to nonprofits. And so about two and a half years ago, uh, we designed and launched a program called Good Gigs Projects that invites VMware people to partner with any nonprofit of their choice and co-create solutions that will help their technology and their processes and their people to further amplify their own mission. Um, our second pillar of nonprofit digital transformation is around providing resources and tools to the entire sector that they can leverage as they, you know, on their digital maturity journey. Um, and so to do that, we've partnered with a couple of different organizations, including TechSoup, um, who they themselves serve over a million nonprofits globally with their technology capacity, as well as Taproot, who are leaders in the space of pro bono and connecting skilled volunteers to, uh, to nonprofits. And then the last area that has been really exciting for me and one of the more complex ones is around how we can provide VMware services and solutions to our nonprofit customers in a more effective way. And so in that area, we're looking at providing better feedback loops with our nonprofit customers that are using VMware solutions, as well as looking at reimagining our pricing model so that we're pricing our solutions in a way that is responsible um, for the nonprofit sector. And as it relates to digital transformation, how are you finding the organizations to work with? Do, are, are they organically reaching out to you or is it, you know, you going out kind of doing some hunting and finding the right kind of nonprofit to work with? Yeah, that's a great question. And it um, it's again, kind of rooted in that citizen philanthropy approach. So for Good Gigs projects, uh, VMware people can choose any nonprofit they want to, to work with. So it's really been employee led and driven, which has been incredible on a couple of fronts. The first is that 
people have far deeper engagement and engagements with the nonprofits that they're choosing. And the second is that it's allowed the program to scale in ways that it couldn't have if I were the only one kind of sourcing and scoping these projects. So we've had teams work with everything from environmental nonprofits, education nonprofits, uh, animal shelters, um, research organizations, and um, and it's and it's also just been a far more diverse group of nonprofits than I could have probably found or or scoped myself. So it sounds like employees are kind of like the filter. They're bringing the organizations in based off of where they want to volunteer, and you're using that that filter to kind of surface organizations that you might want to work with and that you think would be a perfect fit for what you're doing. Yeah, so the the teams will apply with the nonprofit and um, we usually support any organization that our people want to work with. Um, there's some criteria that we have, for example, with good gigs, um, we, we prefer that it's not a customer. That way there's just some you know, legalities around uh, providing grants and, and software to, to customers. Um, but otherwise, if the, if the organization has uh, a desire and an appetite to take on this kind of pro bono work, we really encourage teams to work with any nonprofit and kind of just staying true to that, uh, that element of choice. Got it. So now I want to shift gears just a little bit. Now we're in the, we're in the era of COVID. How has COVID impacted VMware Foundation's efforts as well, just VMware in general, in terms of social impact and employee volunteerism as well? Yeah, um, in so many ways. I mean, who hasn't? Who I can hasn't imagine. Been, <laughs> who hasn't been impacted? Um, so, you know, in on the, the first response, I think, is that everyone wanted to do something to help. And so that was a really, really heartening response to see from, um, from the very beginning is how can we support our communities? Um, a lot happened last year. You know, I think we had the onset of the, the pandemic and then um, soon after we had the, the public murder of George Floyd and then Breonna Taylor and then the heightened awareness of, of racial injustice in the United States. And people wanted to get involved with their communities, wanted to explore more ways that they can contribute. And so because we have a model where folks can work with any organizations and we weren't really curating a lot of things, we've still had a somewhat steady um, rate of people engaging overall, especially through donations. But we have seen, especially with the in-person engagements, there's been a decrease there, you know, just because of the, the physical distancing. But our, our employee donations and our matching gifts have been much higher than they have in, in any previous year by a lot. Um, and uh, even though we've seen a decrease in our overall service learning, and we have tried to provide some virtual service learning opportunities for folks, with the Good Gigs program that's focused specifically on nonprofit technology capacity, we've actually seen a really big increase there. Because I think one thing that COVID did kind of accentuate was the importance of having digital foundations 
So both on the VMware customer side, as well as with the nonprofits that we work with, we saw that need go way up where organizations might've been, I, I kept seeing this meme on LinkedIn, which was like, what, it was a multiple choice question. It was like, what led your organization to kick off their digital transformation? Our CTO, our CIO, or COVID? <laughs> and like COVID circled. And so um, there's just a lot of accuracy to that where people realize the importance of having a digital infrastructure to be able to operate in this, remote first physically distanced world yeah it's been fascinating to see how companies have adjusted to covid and some companies have done a remarkable job of going fully remote volunteering as well as ramping up their donations so it's been fantastic to see over the over the course of a, a year so now what i want to transition to so you've been with vmware for about six years correct yeah that's right so how so when when you think back reflect back on when you first joined the company to your current current day how has the efforts of vmware from a social impact perspective how has that evolved over time yeah that's a that's a great question i would say that we have been gradually expanding over that time and i think a uh, what we saw kind of to bring it back just to your earlier question around um, what we've seen with the last year with, with COVID and um, just the awareness of how all of these systems are, are connected and how they do impact businesses is that businesses really do need to, in, in, in many ways, prioritize what we're now calling ESG and that ESG umbrella. And so when I started, like I said, we were a team of five people um, and always call our, our small but mighty team. And, um, and now coming under the umbrella of ESG and being within the office of the CTO, for me was a very important signal and strategic move from VMware to demonstrate that they're deeply invested in this and this is not just something that is, and it never really was at VMware. It's not like an add-on nice to have, but this is something that's actually core to the business and core to everything that we do. And so with the formation of the ESG office, VMware also announced our 2030 goals. And our 2030 goals are, um, the, the focus is three main outcomes of trust, equity, and sustainability. And what's great with these goals is that even though the ESG team is kind of responsible for, um, you know, being accountable to these and, uh, and serving as a thought partner, the goals are really meant to be for everyone across the business. So everyone from product to sales to R&D, everyone sees these goals and has ownership of them. And so that's one thing I really love about the approach that um, our leadership has taken with ESG is that it's not an add-on, but it's deeply ingrained into every single part of our work and seen as a as an overall corporate strategy. Wonderful. Last question for you. When you think about your career and what you're doing right now, what is the most meaningful thing about being in the social impact profession? So one of the things that I find really most meaningful is, is having the opportunity and the privilege to do work 
that is so deeply aligned to my personal purpose and mission. So like I said, as long as I've been able to articulate it, my purpose is to contribute to a more just, equitable and humane world. And I'm so deeply grateful that every single day in every single menial email that I send and every single PowerPoint that I'm preparing, I know that it's contributing to my personal purpose in a way that also adds value to VMware and the social sector. So um, that's really special for me. You found the profession for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a wonderful thing. Well, Miriam, thank you so much for joining me. was very excited to talk with you and got a lot out of this conversation about VMware, your career, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Social Impact World, the exclusive community for social impact leaders. To learn more, go to www.socialimpactworld.com. I'm Jeremy Brown, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Behind the Impact.